You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. I just learned about 1-800-CONTACTS today. Oh, yeah? Do you wear contacts? Yeah, I do. And I was like, I, I still go to the store to get them like an old person. <laughs> but apparently you can get it delivered to your house. Man. Hey, what happened to your glasses? What glasses? Your Dwayne Wayne glasses oh, that you yeah. were wearing for like two weeks. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I lost a bit. I just had to wear them for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, no. <laughs> they broke, man. <laughs> How did they break? Oh, no. Man. See, Joe, you always love to ask me about things that hurt my soul. I'm just curious. You said they I, broke. How did they break? That's what I'm saying. It's like you, you don't know it, but it's like you subconsciously know it. It's like <laughs> no one else has asked me about these damn glasses but you, Joe. <laughs> All right. They broke because I kept flipping them up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, if you're gonna have a pair of glasses like that, like that's the only reason you buy those pair of glasses, so exactly. you can do the flip up. Exactly, Joel. That's what they're made exactly. for. I was just, you know, getting my money's worth. <laughs> just put them up, and they just immediately flops down. Bro, immediately, man. I went and I, I bought a small little uh, screwdriver and everything, trying to fix them. Yeah, just tighten it up. No, yeah. that doesn't work. It didn't work. They're still broken. How much did you pay for them? I mean, honestly, they were pretty cheap. Yeah, it's like, so, so it's like I got my money's worth. It got me like 40 flicks out of it. So, I mean, I'm pretty happy. Mm. I'll, I'll fix it for you. You know what, Joe? You're you're a gentleman and a scholar, man. Well, I'm maybe a not a brother. scholar, but I am a gentleman. Hey, well, you know what? That's enough. That's yeah. enough for me. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate you. Did you watch the vice presidential debate? Yes. Yes, I did watch the uh, vice presidential debates uh, with one ear. What do you think? Oh, okay. okay. Well, I, are you deaf in the other ear? What, what, uh, what's uh, going on? I had my AirPod in uh, listening to the rest of the craft in that here. Oh, so I was uh, <laughs> multitasking here. But you were you, watching both? Oh, wow. But you know, because both only require like 50% of your attention, I was able to follow along. So equally, I, I was using. Very generous to this movie. <laughs> it's a good, oh, this movie or the vice presidential debate? The, the movie. Because you know what? I'll tell you, the vice presidential debate I thought was way better than that shit show that happened last week. Uh-huh. Like, I think that you you clearly had. I mean, you still had people that weren't answering the questions, well, <laughs> but like you at least had like mature adults sitting on that stage, like at, trying to campaign, <laughs> and uh, and yeah. I thought Kamala Harris came out looking pretty strong. Uh, of course, oh, I know there's going to be that bias. Uh, I agree good. as well. I mean, you're right. Politicians are going to do what politicians do. They they when they don't want to answer uncomfortable questions, they dodge. They bring up something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, they point to something else. Uh, Pence is much better at doing that than Trump is. He's not so obvious about it. Uh, for some of the people watching at home who haven't been paying attention, maybe he uh, came off as uh, stately and was uh, answering the questions that needed to be answered. But, uh, yeah, for the guy who was uh, running the COVID uh, task force for the last nine months. Sure did drop the ball. Well, I mean, like, that must be hard as the moderator. I don't care how middle of the road you are, but, like, to tee up that question and be like, all right, <laughs> you're the task force, the COVID task force. You let your boss get this shit in the home right. stretch of the presidential election. Like, would you say you've done a bad job? <laughs> yes, exactly. And he'll be like, "Well, let me talk to you about Roe vs. Wade." Oh my. My, my favorite was when she, she asked about that, and she's like, "Don't you think the American people should be concerned that you're the head of this task force, and then you guys had that that ceremony to to the name super the next justice?" And like, and he just went into this whole thing about 
Donald Trump trusts the American people. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but wait a minute. The question was about you. I wish uh, I wish we would the, push the, back. The people more. aren't running for president. Yeah, I, I agree. I think so. I think. But it's should. OK, because um, uh, that fly but, that was on his head for two minutes straight uh, got the last laugh. Bro. He's MVP. So, so I'm telling you. Every major like sci-fi or horror or fantasy TV show that's come out in the past 20 years mm -hmm. has had that trope where there's a character who shows up and attracts flies. Like <laughs> shows like Smallville, Supernatural, yeah. Charm, Men in Black. They've all, had, they've all had a character where he runs around and he attracts flies and usually not a good thing. No, <laughs> never a good thing. It's not a good sign. He's got the scent of shit on him. That's what's attracting them. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny to me is that, like, this is now twice that I've noticed, like, in specifically with Republicans. The last time was the the Republican. What was it? The primaries, where uh, in 2016, where Ted Cruz like was talking, a booger fell out of his nose oh, yes. onto his lips and ended up in his mouth. <laughs> and, and, like. It dominated the news cycle for like two days about Ted Cruz and his booger. And now this, where the fly, like, and in both cases, I'm like, yeah, I'm not voting for that guy because no. of this. Like, just specifically because of this thing. If, I think that uh, that's a sign. It's just, If you cut him open, he would be like Mr. Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> like, just bugs and worms and shit would uh, come out of every orifice. That's right. <laughs> um, kind of like Firuza Balk at the end of the movie that yes, we watched. This nice segue. Uh, I mean, yeah. unfortunately, we have to segue into that. This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. Mine's Joel. It's Joel. We come to talk about movies. Sometimes are good movies, sometimes bad movies. No matter no med bad 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 bad. That's easy. For you <laughs> to say. No matter what the case, <laughs> we watch a movie every week and then come back here and talk about it with each other and with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners. We invite you to take part in the discussion. Go to Facebook.com slash Editing Bay or in the search bar on Facebook. Type in the Editing Bay. Find that image of the one with the bleeding eyes. Tess is laughing. That's how you do it, He Tess. doesn't know how editing works. That's how you do it. <laughs> you have to be, be quiet for a second, get room tone, as they say, mm -hmm. and then say it again. <laughs> And professionals won't laugh for five minutes after you've done it. Hey, I just learned about lighting last week. So <laughs> it's so funny. Like now we could see Tess on the camera. Before he would have a light directly behind him, so it was like an eclipse every time he was so camera. <laughs> I felt like Donald Trump looking up at the eclipse in the sky every time. I was I was like, well, maybe he's doing effect. Maybe this is all part of his persona. This is uh, to put us off. So, uh, so yeah, if you have ideas for uh, for movies that you'd like us to talk about in the future, or if you have thoughts about the movie that we're talking about of the week, you can go ahead and, and uh, head to our Facebook page and let us know all about it. Uh, this week was Joel's pick, starting off the Halloween, the spooky season, as Ooh, every media outlet is putting yeah, it. Well, I mean, we've kind of been living the spooky season for the last nine months, so uh, Halloween is a sweet release compared to a reality in 2020, yeah. but um, I did want to, uh, before we got into it, ask you, uh, because you, you teased us last week by saying that you started watching uh, Catch Me If You Can. Uh, I have I not. Oh. I have not been able to jump back into it. This is going to be yet. like your Mandalorian. Like every week I'm going to ask you if you finished Catch Me yeah, If You Can. Yeah, but the difference is I'm not like, fuck Catch Me If You Can. I'm not even interested anymore. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Which, you, you, for a fact, said that shit about the Mandalorian. That's true. Uh, Multiple times. Stand by my words. Some of those episodes are not good. <laughs> yeah, the, well, well, the yeah. trailer, the trailer for this new season looks pretty cool. Yeah, we're a couple uh, of weeks away now. Yeah, we yeah. are. We are, mm -hmm. and, and uh, I'm very excited for that. Uh, Same, excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, 
I haven't jumped back in to catch me if you can. In fact, maybe I'll do that uh, tomorrow morning before uh, before I head to the dentist. I got a dentist appointment tomorrow. Uh-oh. I'll be working from, working from home until I have to leave. So uh, maybe I'll, I'll throw that on the TV and watch it before I leave. They're going to give you the gas or is this just like a cleaning? No, it's just it's a clean dude. It's been I've had to reschedule because of the covid's. I wasn't able to go to my last appointment. Me too. So I'm I'm a good I'm a good year or so uh well, 6 months overdue. Yeah. How, oh, how do you wow. feel about somebody being that close to your face without a mask on? No, well, they're going to be wearing a mask. No, no, I won't you be won't wearing be. a mask. Yes. That's the problem. I'm fine with it, man. If I get the covid, I get the covid. I just don't want it to infect my kids or my wife, but if I get it, I don't know. Maybe some sneeze. money will come their way. Maybe they'll get a settlement. Wow. $175,000, perhaps? Or $750. It just depends. It's a magic number this year, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. No, I'm, uh, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm so exhausted with the COVID thing that I'm like, bro, if I get it at this point, if I get it, I get it. And yeah. I just, I just want to keep, I want to keep the people I live with safe. But if I get it, eh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We got 80% I mean, you know, chance our, of beating it. Our president, our president got it, and he he did just fine. He feels like he's 20 years old again. Oh, yeah, that's what happens when they uh, uh, drug you up on a bunch of experimental uh, drugs, and uh, you have the best oh, re- health care in the world. <laughs> you, mean that, you mean I'm not going to get flown to Walter Reed Hospital and put in the presidential six-room suite? I mean, you, no. That may be a, a bit above your pay grade. No. Nope. <laughs> it's when you, go, when you go to the real school, you know what's going on, okay? Not the fake school that they tell you oh, about. Oh, is Donald Trump on the podcast? Oh, wow. Ladies and Mr. President Donald yeah. Trump. Yes, yeah, so you better watch how you address me, okay? I've just gotten over this. I love this he, crazy. He's doing the hand motions too, uh, which is really you, selling you sound, it. It's too bad you can't you see it. Like, you sound like if if Kennedy had like post nasal drip. <laughs> That's what you sound like. <laughs> <laughs> What your country could do for you. <laughs> what ask, ask what you can do for your country. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, Too soon. <laughs> this asshole, though, is, is diagnosed with COVID, has yeah. to go to the hospital, and decides he's bored, so he has Secret Service drive him around the block. Yeah. Meanwhile, they like, all have to quarantine now. Yep. Yeah. For at least 14 days. But at least he got a little joyride. He he got his his photo op. He got his joy right. Yeah, and a nice little uh, video montage that he can play on his website for all the gullible idiots oh who are God. still voting. Guys, you playing any video games? Anything fun? Um, I'm still making my way through Far Cry Four. You know, yeah. I gotta I gotta, I gotta go get uh, Crash Bandicoot Four. By the way, I've met, yeah. I I've still been messing up on getting that man. I missed that uh that hourglass that you told me about because I didn't pre order. Just get it off eBay. Oh well, I mean, but it won't be free. <laughs> it yeah. won't be free. But it won't be free. It won't be free. Yeah, that was the whole. I thought that was. I whole, mean, how badly do you want it? <laughs> I wanted a lot, but see, what I was also wondering is, are they going to release it on the PS5? So am I like, is this going to be the last game I play on the PlayStation 4? Or should I oh, just... Oh, you're not going to get a PS5 for another hey, year. Would you, stop, would you stop putting that evil upon me, Joey Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> so you stop that, okay? I'm getting a PS5, okay? I don't understand why you guys I mean, are so excited about gonna, it. Uh, because the games that they re- they showed on the uh, on the the oh, release video looks oh, yeah. awesome. Look awesome. Yeah, half of them are, are going to be available for the PS4. Yeah, uh, yeah, but the exclusives that they have are fantastic. Uh huh. And the PS4 is going to be old, stupid, and obsolete. <laughs> but it's come, also come November. It's not like <laughs> it's not like a lot of those exclusives are even available on launch day. Like they're coming out in like 2021 and beyond. Like what's going to be available on launch day for PS5 that is worth picking it up on day one? 
Well, I don't have it in front of me, Joel, so I can't tell yeah. you exactly what's going to be available. You just Probably know it's, that's a loaded question. It's new and shiny. And we need it. Uh, that's right. It, it looks like a sexy vampire stormtrooper. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's like, what? oh, man, I can't wait to unbox it. First, that's did fun. you get your Nickelodeon part racer? No, man, I need to get that, too. Mm. It, it's like, that, <laughs> it's, there's so many games I need to get now. I still need to get Madden. I haven't got that yet. Or 2K. Do they have a in Madden? Will do they have a pandemic like version of the season now? They should. <laughs> Nobody's That's in right. the stands. They should. Oh man, these like, last everybody goals. should have a pandemic version where no one's in the audience. Then, no, it's like they've been having like they've been having like a soap opera story these last couple of Maddens where it's like there's some guy who didn't make it in college, so now he has to come back and like he's really trying to he's trying to make it on a team, but he's a has been. What? what? That's not why I play Madden. That's exactly. not why you play Madden. Exactly. And you got to go through all that bullshit before you finally get to actually play as yourself for your story. That's why you played NCAA. That's yes. why you, don't they still make that you would play ncaa when it came out it comes out like a month or two before and uh, madden does you would play that one and then you would b- make a character you'd build him up put him through the college system then when you get madden you would draft that character into your game of madden and put him on your team there that's how you did it every year that's well, how it's supposed to to be fair these madden games have always had a little bit of a uh, fiction involved because uh, you know you could win as uh, the dallas cowboys so oh. <laughs> You too, Joel. I was oh, like, no. Both of you guys just kicking a man while he's down, man. Uh, hey, I, I live here too. I'm just as embarrassed. Mm. <laughs> oh, awful. I've been spending a lot of time playing that Star Wars Squadrons. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw some people playing that on Twitch. So, yeah, I w- I've been playing some of it. I'm not as good at it as I kind of wanted to be. You know, yeah. like when a Star-, Star Wars game comes out, I kind of got like a sense of pride. Like, you know what? I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm a super fan. Like, I got it etched into my body. So, obviously, I want to be as good as I can at this thing. Not very good. And it's because, you know, I like to just jump in a game and figure it out as I go. Yeah. And sometimes you miss mechanics to it when you do stuff like that. Um, and so our boss, Tess and I, our boss plays it too. And uh, he had to kind of show me some of the things that he does. But he also plays in VR. He brought his PSVR rig up to the uh, up to work the other day. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I put that on and I played. And I can see now why he does better than us. It is a little easier to play in VR. But at the same time, it's it, I'm one of those people. I got motion sickness so badly oh, just playing one session of it. Mm-hmm. I got such bad motion sickness was with me all day like to the point where Damn. we went driving to go get dinner for Sarah and the kids and we got home and put the kids to bed and Sarah I, I let her I kind of tagged her in to do the rest of it like put put James down put Harper down I went to the bedroom and just covered my head with a pillow because I just couldn't <laughs> get the room to stop wow. my head hurt so much Ugh. yeah dude I, I I just don't think I don't think I can do VR anymore the last time I did this was with well I could do some VR but the like full motion kind of stuff yeah i can't do i have this game called arizona sunshine and it's a full 3d like you run around in this environment and you're shooting zombies and stuff and that's the last time i got motion sickness this badly that it stuck with me for like a day and a half i i do always laugh when uh, i hear these people talking about oh uh, vr is the future like in the future it's gonna be like ready player one no one's gonna want to go outside we're all gonna be uh living inside in our goggles and in the little virtual world there and I'm like, you guys are way overestimating how many people actually want to do that on, on a long-term basis. And like you can do that without uh, getting motion sickness. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, I'm old. <laughs> I can't no, I don't think age anymore. has anything to do with it. Age has nothing to do with it, man. Yeah. I, was like, I tried it as well, and I got a little dizzy. Look at Tess. Also. He's 22. Yeah. 
Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, 27. Yeah. But, you know, same oh, so, thing. Tess, you got a chance to try it? You got a chance to play it? Oh, yeah, man. I played it. I was awful. I was terrible. Oh man, I didn't know where I was going half half the time. I start I started out and like I was I was driving and Steph was like, "Hey Tess, you're going the wrong way." I was like, "Oh yeah, I think I'm upside down as well." <laughs> well, that's why the, that game doesn't really look all that interesting to me because I'm not into flight simulators. Like, yes, I'm a Star Wars fan, but I'm not a flight sim fan. And it is way more a flight sim. Like, it's more of a flight sim with battle mechanics yeah. than it is an arcade shooter. And I was yeah. kind of hoping it would be more of a you're flying around arcade shooter style. Yeah. Like, you really need to, you need to know the mechanics of all the systems and flying. Yeah. And then also, it kind of forces you to work more as a squad, as a team. And I'm oh, just yeah. not that guy. Yeah, I can't do that. Um, so th- it's going to take a little bit of learning for me. Uh, it's beautiful to play. It's nice to try oh, out. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I've just kind of been digging back into my little final fantasy, uh, marathon of trying to get through those games. And where are you now? Uh, oh, I'm still working on the added content for final fantasy four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I talked about this on a previous podcast or not, but like there's this stuff that they released for final fantasy four. I think it was like the, the 15th or anniversary. It was called the After Years, and it's this like all this content that takes place about 18 years after the events of Final Fantasy IV, and it was done in kind of an episodic format because in Japan it was released on their phones, uh, oh, and so right. they kind of released them here as like an episodic game thing on the Nintendo Wii originally, uh, and then now on on next gen consoles. But um, I went through and I played, and you play like everyone's chapter, and as you play everyone's chapter, it will then unlock the final part. And each chapter is like probably three hours of gameplay. So I'm going through and I play each and there's eight of these characters that you have to play through. So I play through each of these characters and like, you know, every time I finish, it's like, you finish this. Do you want to save? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And so then I'll go ahead and I'll start the next chapter and then I save. And I don't know how you guys do it, but I always just kind of overwrite the file that I've been working on and just keep on saving that progress. Uh So I get to the final bit and it asks, you know, what, what save data do you want to import into this file? And I'm like, okay, well, let me go ahead and do that. It doesn't bring up anything. What they don't tell you is that when it asks you, do you want to save the finished game data, you need to keep that file and you can't overwrite it because then it won't be available for the end. <gasps> so I'm now replaying no. everything. Oh, yeah. That's where yeah. I fucking that's rage I, quit and call it a life. I, and yeah. I did for for about a, for about a week. I rage quit, and I was like, "I'm not doing this." Uh, and it was funny because Sarah caught me like playing again. I had told her, "I'm like, I'm probably not going to do it. I'm probably just going to move on. I'm probably not even going to do it." And so she asked me one day, "She's like, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "Working on that Final Fantasy IV." Like, Isn't that the one that you said you weren't going to play? I was like, "Yeah, That's- yeah, I know, but I got to get through this stupid." Ass. I got to get through it. So, so here I am. I am now at the point where I have two more chapters left before I get to the last part. Uh, so I've got I've got two more chapters I need to finish, uh, and then I can continue on. Uh, and I'll be happy to have it behind me. Uh, you what, let, let's hope your system doesn't get corrupted before you. Oh, no. oh my gosh! Oh, my God. why would you put that on me? Why would you say that? Because you need that, man. You better drink to me all podcast. Tess, it's almost <laughs> like you're trying to curse Joe. Oh. Oh, how's that? How'd I do, Joe? 
<laughs> like you're going to try to place a hex on me? That's right. A binding oh. spell. <laughs> Sounds like a little bit of witchcraft. Oh, and that is this week's episode. So, yes, uh, this was my my pick uh, for the first uh, movie of the Halloween season. Uh, maybe the last, depending on what you guys choose to do for the rest of October. But I, I'm taking the opportunity. This one's been on my list for a while. Uh, and it serves two purposes. One, uh, yeah, obviously, Halloween movie. We've got witches. But also, uh, we get to talk about the uh, the fair uh, genders. I feel like uh, maybe our podcast is a little male centric because we got three dudes mm-hmm. hosting. So uh, every now and then, we get to talk about uh, an all female yeah, cast. I mean, we did that with uh, with cuties. <laughs> we <laughs> talked about. By the way, did you see the news story that like that in in Texas? Uh, I think it was like in San Angelo or yes. something. They're yeah. they're indicting Netflix for like subjecting Texas residents yeah. to indecency through through. Cuties? Say, say what? Yeah, dude. Just when yeah. you thought you couldn't be more embarrassed to be a Texan. Here we go. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And to see like the comments on this stuff, I, I even got into it with a guy on, uh, there's a local artist here in Dallas. His name's uh, Matthew Warlick. Uh, he's a great artist. He does some independent comics and stuff. Uh, and he kind of had, he had this on one of his threads and there was a guy that came in there and he was like, oh, but you don't understand, you know, there's, how, you don't, how, you don't, you don't teach people like, you know, gun safety and like the dangers of gun safety by shooting someone in the head. And I'm like, okay, that is not even so a fair horrible analogy to what it is that's going on here. And, uh, and yeah, I, I ended up kind of taking this guy to school a little bit in this thread. I, I, I did something uh, similar. Explain to him. You obviously haven't watched this movie. You did? Sorry, I had to do something similar on uh, on Twitter. It's probably the most conversation I've gotten into with uh, any of our listeners or followers uh, on Twitter. But yeah, a little bit of back and forth. Very civil, uh, kind of an agree to disagree. But uh, at a certain point, he was starting to uh, tout Tulsi Gabbard and what a great take she had on the movie. And that's when I was like, all right, you're an idiot and she's an idiot and we're done. I knew that's why I joined this podcast. So uh, follow us on Twitter, at The Editing Bay. <laughs> Uh, you want to talk about uh, that episode or any of our other future uh, or past episodes. But for now, we're getting back to the craft. Craft 1996, uh, starring Varuza Balk, uh, Robin Tooney. Robin Tooney. Uh, Tooney. Tooney, I think. Tunney. Uh, Nev Campbell from uh, Scream. Also, Skeet Ulrich, who also starred in Scream with her that same year. Uh, mm-hmm. And Rachel True, who I know from uh, uh, Half Baked. Yeah, you do. Yeah, coming soon to an You're- episode. Oh, yeah. You've skipped over Christine Taylor, too. Uh, I wouldn't say I skipped her, Bob. <laughs> from, from Dodgeball? Dodgeball's Christine Taylor? That's right. Married uh, to... Uh, uh, ben Stiller. Well, ben I don't Stiller's... know if they're still married. I'm not sure they're still oh, married. There's, uh, there's, From what I understand, there was a little bit of a, a separation. Maybe they're back together. But oh. yeah, um, The Craft from 1996, directed by Andrew Fleming, who also gave us Threesome, Dick, and a bunch of TV. Did a bunch of TV shows. Uh, the budget on this movie was $15 million. It brought in $55.6 million at the box office. Yeah, really? Uh, other movies that came out in 1996, uh, if you want that list, listen to our Romeo and Juliet episode <laughs> that we did. Just Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so The Craft. Uh, or um, Mean Girls with Magic. That's, Absolutely. Uh, that's pretty much how I would describe this movie, except not as good <laughs> as, as Mean Girls. Well, certainly not as There's, funny, but uh, it, well, enjoyable in its own right. And uh, well, not 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 funny on purpose. It's definitely <laughs> not supposed to be funny. Uh, but but there is some humorous stuff. My big beef with this movie. I'm just gonna get out ahead of it right now. Sure. My big beef with this movie is that one, it's a whole lot of supposed style over substance, uh, and also 
this is one of the most sloppily cut together movies I think we've ever watched. Just because like the way that these this these characters transition from scene to scene and location to location sometimes doesn't make any sense at all. You know, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. They're leaving school. They go to this magic shop. They buy stuff. They leave the magic shop and it's pitch black outside and they live on the West Coast. (laughs) What's going on here? And then like Robin Tooney or our Sarah character Mm -hmm. is hanging out with these girls and then they leave a street where they cause a man to get hit by a car. Yep. They leave giggling and laughing and like 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 they just like i don't know like they saw a cute boy like trip over himself that's not what happened a man lost his life in the middle of the road (laughs) and they're like they're giggling about it while running away they go to this like tent city location and just hang out on like these abandoned car seats that are out in the middle of the woods and i'm like that's That's disgusting you're wearing skirts why are you sitting there that and then like they're sitting there, they're drinking, taking swigs of some kind of alcohol. And yeah. then Robin Cooney's like, you know what? F this. I'm going to go home. I'm not having fun anymore. Transition to her on a rooftop with Skeet Ulrich, like hanging out. Like, when did this happen? Same night, presumably. Did I miss a discussion that she had? Like, hey, why don't you meet me on the roof of this building? We'll have a date later tonight. I must, if that happened, I missed that conversation. Uh, there, you're right, Joe. I think I do feel like there's a lot uh, left on the cutting room floor here. I think they had to cut uh, some things out. I know there are some, some scenes and some other plot points that uh, didn't make the lean hour and uh, 41 minute final edit that we have here. But I, I think that's fine. Like, all the things you're, you're pointing out. Nobody really cares. It didn't impede my enjoyment of the film. It certainly didn't impede it from becoming a, really? a, a cult classic. I know you said it made fifty-five million uh, on opening weekend, but that was box office. We're not taking mm-hmm. into account like the DVD sales. This was a big movie. It was. I, I wasn't even the target audience for it back in nineteen ninety-six, and yet it, it kind of permeated my circle. I was able to see it. Uh, and, so, but there weren't like some just logic holes that made you like pause. Like, yeah. This family moves across country into a house and it's leaking, and they're just like, "Eh, it happens." I'm like, "Wait, you just moved into this house sight unseen, yeah. and like you didn't inspect it? Like usually, you have to hire an inspector to like check the house before you move into it. Yeah. Like, and they're they're so nonchalant about it. And I'm like, "Dude," and I guess as a homeowner, I'm like, "Your floors are getting soaked right now. Like yes. there are things going on in your home, Come and this off, is a two story home." You got rotting wood going on here. Like what? What's going on? There's that. There's the fact that Skeet Ulrich is practicing football in pants. Why is he wearing pants, <laughs> bro? Bro, you can't be. You he can't be any good. <laughs> when I saw that, I knew he couldn't be any good. And you also skipped over the fact that there was a weird guy wielding a snake that was also <laughs> at the yes. house to greet their daughter, their teenage daughter, when they first got there, and the dad. He doesn't really go looking for this guy at all. Just lets him run off. No, doesn't go looking for him. Like, I thought maybe we were going to find out that this guy was like a groundskeeper for the house. Yeah. Like, or something like that. Where he's like, hey, I found this snake. You want it? I thought we slithery. were going to find out like, oh, that's that's Gregory. He's been the house. Like, he's, he's been like, he's the neighbor. And he's always done like the, the gutters or something at the no, house. Like, just to do he with was just snake. over here to see if we were okay. Like, crazy Greg, you know? He's just a homeless guy. We find out he lives on the street and gets hit by a car. He never comes back after that. Like, there's no point to him. He was a harbinger. <laughs> because we didn't we didn't have enough enough little signs of things that were to come in this movie. There weren't, they weren't Chekhov's gunning everything in this film already. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, you had Firuza Balk who had a noose in her locker. I Why does she that. have a noose in her locker? And then when she leaves her locker, she doesn't close it. Like why? 
why are you not closing? Oh, it? I didn't I, notice that. And why are these kids smoking at their school? They're at a Catholic school. <laughs> See, these are the things that I know you said it didn't impede your enjoyment, but it impeded mine. <laughs> I had a hard time getting into this movie because I didn't know what world it was that we were supposed to be inhabiting because it definitely wasn't Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she's also smoking like in uh, Nev Campbell's bedroom. Like with her mom, yeah. present and everything. I was like, yeah. I don't know that you. I don't know that uh, my mom would have been cool with a couple of teenage, well, girl, girls or boys coming over and just lighting <laughs> up in my bedroom because that stuff reeks. But uh, yeah, it does. But forget all that, Joe, because it's a show about. <laughs> uh, it's a movie about uh, a coven of witches. It's about uh, building friendships and then tearing them apart. And uh, you like this movie because Jenna likes it. No, that's not true. I I had seen it more recently than she had. Um, I just now to be fair, upon rewatching, uh, it, it doesn't hold up as well as it did in 1996. Like you said, Joe, audiences expect a little more of these um, loose ends to be tied up a little more neatly uh, in movies in 2020. Uh, but I, I mean, maybe maybe the sequel that we have coming out later this month will will do a better job of telling the story. But I think the the roots are there. I think uh, the foundation. Uh, having Sequel. these, yeah, yeah, uh, the craft legacy coming out yeah, uh, October twenty eighth. Wait, what? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why we're doing this yeah, episode. I mentioned it last week. Uh, you, you mentioned it last week. You definitely did say that. You, <laughs> did, you definitely did. But I'm just like. After seeing this movie now, oh, yeah. they decided to make a sequel. Yes, because it's a cult classic. Not only that, guys, you had the unofficial TV show with Charmed. Uh, oh. They even used that that cover. The cover of How Soon Is Now, yeah. that, well, she's watching Skeet Ulrich play football. Yeah. That song was the theme song. Oh, yeah. yeah. What? I love that show. I did cover like, of the Smiths. I did like that show a lot. Yeah. It was good. And so it, to me, it doesn't. To me, it makes sense that they would make a sequel. I just didn't think it would be like 25 years after the original movie. Well. Is you haven't been paying oh, yeah. attention, Joe. That's what we do nowadays. We just take all the, uh, the things that, that, that we grew up with, that we liked. And we're going to have Ghostbusters 3 in 2021. What did you say that, like, at the time, Nev Campbell was a bigger star than, like, Robin Tooney? Well, you say that, but uh, Scream didn't come out by the time this came out. They were filmed at uh, almost no, the exact same after, time. Yeah. yeah. Scream was definitely after. Well, it wasn't. It, they, they, they obviously filmed Scream afterwards because Skeet Ulrich had more of, like, the Johnny Depp hair going on yeah, when they made Scream. You know, it was funny because in this movie, he looked like the. Um, he looked like the guy in Cabin Fever, that like oh the pee he does guy. yeah oh, pee pants not pee pants what was what did the guy keep what did the little kid keep saying pancakes pancakes Pan- he looked like the, the dude that was waiting like outside talking to the pancakes yeah kid. listen to our Cabin uh, Fever episode from last year yeah definitely listen to the episode don't watch the movie nah yes uh <laughs> and you say that also uh, another film that came out in 1996 uh, was uh, Empire Records also starring Robert Tooney and I didn't realize this but um. She, she so she shaved her head. If you haven't seen Empire Records, there's a scene mm-hmm. early on in the film. She shaves her head for real in that movie. This film was yes. was filmed after that, so uh-huh. she's wearing a wig throughout the entirety of most, this film. Most of the film, no, the first yes. scene where she moves into the house, she actually has hair. I noticed That's that the, you can yeah, tell you a can difference. Tell she has a hairline. After that, her hairline is suddenly gone, and it definitely looks artificial if you know yeah. where you're looking. Yeah, especially um, when it turns blonde it, through uh, special effects. Oh my god. 1996's special effects. It was so rough. It was so rough. I thought that this, I thought this this movie definitely was like written by a dude. And and I know I've got that criticism a lot when it comes to movies like this, but it's true. And it's it's like all these all these girls do. They're 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 
they talk about boys. Mm-hmm. Their their big motivation is boys. Like the fact that Firuza Ball can't get over the Skeet Ulrich character. Yeah, he can't, she can't get over Chris, and even like goes and uses whatever power she's learned to try to mm-hmm. seduce him. Yeah, again, like yeah. after the fact. And that's one of the things that I didn't like about this movie as well. I I was really put off by the fact that in the end, like we didn't see these girls come together. Mm-mm. We didn't see them come together to lift each other up to try to make each other better. Oh, no. Instead, it boiled in. It boiled down to a conflict between Firuza Balk and Robin Tooney, mm-hmm. and like this whole like trying to kill each other thing. And and like that was it. That was the like the fight. I would have much rather seen something that brought the girls together to use these powers that they've learned yeah. to like, like put towards like fighting a common antagonist. I was really disappointed in like the division divide and conquer that yeah. we saw at the end of this. I hear you. Well, if you want you want that, listen to uh, Good Boys or last week's episode. But this is uh, this is about <laughs> bad girls, Joe. So uh, no, there, there's there's no heroes at the end of this. In fact, you know our our protagonist Robin Tooney basically like invokes a demon, uh, and that's how she wins, not by uh, ingenuity, just uh, pure, the, pure malice. The things her foes are her best friends. Yeah. Until the movie just kind of decides they're not anymore. I, that now that part did seem very manufactured. Like I, I thought mm-hmm. I missed something in there. Like why all of a sudden? Like there's got to be more than just this boy. Like I, no. I, I liked the direction it was going. It was turning interesting because it, the, the whole movie's kind of a fantasy, right? What if uh, all the people who have wronged you? What if you could get back at them through magic? You know, um, mm-hmm. Skeet Ulrich. Ulr, is it Ulrich or Ulrich? I don't know. Right, That's why I'm just going to say Chris from now on. Let's go with Skeet or Chris. Or Ulrich. Ulrich. That's what I thought. Uh, he uh, He's wronged Robin Tooney. They, they were uh, going on a little pseudo date. Uh, she put the brakes on his advances, and uh, he starts spreading some nasty rumors. So, you know. Hey, Dude, it's one of my favorite parts. He goes, he, he spreads rumors about her, and then bro. she confronts him, and then, like, he's like, look, I don't want to date you again, okay? I'm done. And she's like, Chris. Chris and he turns around. She's like, "Fuck you," and then he responds with, "Nah." But then when they cut to one of his friends, and his friend goes, "But I will." And I'm like, <laughs> "Wait, is he saying he's he would fuck Skeeter?" <laughs> <laughs> well, Breck and Meyer uh, pretty malleable on a sexuality scale, so possible. But uh, I think he, I think he, he meant her. He probably, oh, but they didn't make it clear. Like in that in that context, in that exchange, like <laughs> if you were to follow that exchange literally by the words spoken, yeah, you would think he was talking about fucking his buddy. <laughs> yeah, but but how else are you going to get back at, at guys like that? Uh, and and so it's kind of that that wish fulfillment, right? And uh, it was funny when they when they put the hex on him and he's like carrying their books into mass and stuff. Yeah, like that's funny. That's yeah, cool. That was, that was that's I thought like, okay, that's going to be the comeuppance for him. So now let's see, like, what is going to be the big conflict that these four are? Like, she's the missing piece. Like, they make yeah. it seem like an X Men movie where, like, she's that missing piece that's going to bring yeah, the make the fourth complete. corner. And, they and so I, I always thought it was. I thought it was going to be like the woman that runs the magic shop was actually going to be up to like some no good, and these girls were going to have to try to stop her. And I was like. No man, I guess I was disappointed. Or just like the the spirit that they're trying to summon, this Melon or whatever the name of him is. Uh, maybe Melon. maybe they bring him from out of the darkness. Friend and enter. I, I mean, is yeah, is that what they were? I guess trying to get at that he came back and took over Nancy, and that she basically had to fight her to. No, take over yeah. I don't him. think so. Because I mean, that no. would have been at least better because she was the demon to defeat Nancy. Yeah, yeah she did. She just. 
she's got taken over. That's why, yeah, see, there's big, there's a big plot hole in that right there because basically you had conflict a little bit in the beginning, but the real conflict, there was none. Like the real yeah. conflict you wanted or needed for this, there was a big hole and it yeah. was just, they filled it by, okay, well, let's make them all hate each it's other. It's basically oh, that. Paul sleeps with Chris mm-hmm. and then like, and Robin Tooney's like, why did you do that? And yeah. Fyrus like, don't turn against the coven. I'm like, yeah, but wait a minute. That's what you did. <laughs> you did. You did. Yourself as her and then screwed this guy and then threw him out a window. Like, yeah, we, let's not get things twisted here. That's and then, uh, yeah, Robin Tooney, all she's trying to do is casting a spell on her to keep her like that binding spell, right? She wants to keep her from harming yeah. other people. And then, yeah, the other three turn against her for that. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, it, you're right. Make her think her parents are dead. <laughs> yeah, that was some, that was some dark shit, man. I I remember seeing that for the first time, and being like, "Wow, this took a dark turn." You learn later it was all a glamour, right? That uh, yeah. they were just yeah. making her think, making her believe. The same thing with all the the snakes and scorpions that mm-hmm. uh, pour out, which was a nice effect. I, I was just curious. Are we supposed to believe that at the end of the movie, because Nev Campbell stopped wearing like sleeves because her scars went away, um, <laughs> which was so bad. It was so bad. Like even uh, the scene where they set that up, where they're meeting with the doctor and the doctor's like, just trust me, this is a non-invasive form of gene therapy. I'm like, what if you're if gene therapy just at its core, that's pretty invasive. Exactly. it's pretty invasive surgery, but they're like, it's, it's not invasive gene therapy. And so what they do is they're basically just sticking a needle in her scars, which, how did she get the scars? Did they explain that? I didn't Was hear she in a fire or something? It looked like it was from a fire. I was waiting for them to explain it. And maybe that's one of those scenes that got left on the cutting room floor. But uh, no, sadly, we don't know why. It doesn't matter because she has them. She's so, embarrassed of them. They all have something that they, they want cured. And they wash off. Uh, and then she stops wearing sleeves. But at the very end, that very last scene where she and Rochelle go and see Sarah again, She's wearing sleeves, so I guess we're supposed to believe that those scars returned once the magic went away. Uh, you know, not addressed. Um, I, I think yeah. the, the, <laughs> the shocker. But the, the <laughs> you mean you mean they left a loose end in this movie? Wow, I'm not going to apologize for that because I can't. But again, the the point is that they were dabbling with magic. They thought they could control it, and it went too far. Everything that uh, they were trying to uh, on the shoulders of geniuses. <laughs> Rachel True uh, from from Half Baked. She's got the the racist uh, Christine Taylor who is oh, uh, yeah. making fun of her and oh yeah and really inappropriate bro she and she did not hide there's no subtext to what it is no, she's she she called her bro. a negroid bro yeah I was about to text both of you as soon as that played I was like Joel what is with this racist ass movie that you got <laughs> I do have to say that like even with like with, to an extent just being having been a teenage boy like there is a part of me that kind of feels for the Skeet Ulrich, Ulrich character so I'm like all right you know what he's he's kind of an asshole yeah. but he's a popular kid in school kind of so I kind, of, I kind of get the motivation but like Christine Taylor there's that scene where Rochelle walks by and she's in the shower and she's still losing her hair yeah. and she's like what did I do to deserve this? I'm like, bitch, bitch. you deserve more. <laughs> yeah. Hard to feel sympathy. Oh my God. She was an ass, but also, yeah, the, the Skate Allward character. Oh, bro, he was terrible. He, I, yeah. I don't understand why she went on a date with him. It makes no, it makes no sense. He's a popular boy. In the she school. was at the new school. You know, she was getting attention. I mean, she got attention from those other girls, but like literally in the first like two minutes. Oh yeah, man! I saw you hanging out with that with those other girls. That one with the big head. 
Yeah, she's got, <laughs> she's got a really huge head. Yeah, <laughs> another one with the small. As, as bad like, as he was, Tess, did he deserve to die? I got to think about that the, one. The, the, the stakes, <laughs> Joe, if there's a complaint for this movie, the, the stakes were a little too high. Like, it, it, yeah. he didn't have to die. There yeah, didn't have did. to be this kind of battle against, you know, with, with Faruza Balk trying to murder her but make it look like a suicide and th- yeah. make her think her parents are – like, it got really – yes. the problem is that he's not the only casualty. Oh, yeah. Like, three people die in this movie about high school witches. And no one cares. You got the homeless guy. Oh, yeah. You got Faruza Balk's stepfather who passes away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're coming. Out. But somehow still leaves them. This dude got, ain't got a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out. Right. But somehow still manages to leave them like a hundred thousand dollars or whatever in inheritance. One hundred seventy-five k. One hundred seventy-five k. Which they're all excited about. Like it was a million dollars, and I'm like one hundred seventy-five k in L.A., California. I know it's 1996, but that'll get you by yeah. like maybe what a year or two. Meanwhile, they're buying oh. houses and jukeboxes. I love this couch. I just had to have this couch. <laughs> I'm like you're gonna run through that 175k. Oh, they already did. They did it that weekend. <laughs> yeah, they did. But she, they're riches, so they could just create more money. That's right. Yeah. I don't think that's how the way magic works, Joe. You have to go out on the beach uh, with your three friends, who all <laughs> represent a different uh, point of the, uh, corner, the compass point of the earth. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you have your chant. That that what is it? Yeah. Earth, air, fire, water. Earth, air, fire, water. Earth, 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 air, air, yeah. air. Basically, sounds like DJ Assault's ass and titties. If you've ever heard that, <laughs> earth and fire. Earth, earth and fire. Ass and titties. Guys, my my wife is yelling at me right now for invoking DJ. Oh no! Yeah, Can, Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. <laughs> But also, um, <laughs> that, like, no. that's not the only chanting that goes on in this movie. Joe, I think this movie uh, was responsible for the uh, the trend that went around, at least my circle of friends in the mid-90s, the uh, light as the light feather, feather stiff, as stiff as a board. Yeah. Now, did you do this uh, with your friends growing up? No, I'm straight. Did you? (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. (laughs) Tess, I don't suppose you had heard of this. Uh, No. Yeah. I I mean, back in the 90s, like, we, we were. I, like I was into like Ouija boards and all this stuff. It's for somebody who came up with like a, a strict Catholic background. All of a sudden, like learning about kind of the occult and these other uh-huh. you know, devil worshiping. There was always like news stories about like devil worshippers and backmasking and in uh, records. The, the secret did, did uh, wear like eyeliner and like nail polish and stuff. Did you have a did you have a, an emo face? No, no, I, I I definitely did not. I found this stuff fascinating, but uh, I I would never have been allowed to live that lifestyle. I just imagine Joel listening to like death metal with spiked <laughs> with spiked hair. <laughs> he had one of those earrings that had a chain to the nose ring. Yes. <laughs> no, sadly. He's like, he said, oh, man, that was the craziest week of my life. <laughs> <laughs> he went by the name Raven. Like, a- I'm not cool. <laughs> Call me Raven. <laughs> hey, Raven. Whenever, whenever he did stuff, people were like, oh, that's so Raven. That's so Raven. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even own a black T-shirt back in the day. So oh, wow. Uh, non-witchcraft I was. But, uh, you know, I love that stuff. I love the supernatural. And uh, it's kind of fun to think about, like, oh, you know, again, that's what this movie's about. That's what it's good for. It's like wish fulfillment, right? 
mm-hmm. you can't get back at your your foes, yeah. your bullies, the traditional way. Well, what if you could cast a spell on him and uh, I put a spell on you? Yeah. Tess, what did you think about this movie? Oh, well, shit. man. that's the thing i didn't hate it as much i didn't hate it hate it as much as joe did i didn't like it as much as you either though joel (laughs) that's why you're on this podcast good you know here's the thing i didn't before before i let you continue i didn't hate the movie i didn't like it i definitely did not like this movie i didn't i didn't hate it i thought there were some things about this movie that obviously didn't make sense and from just a filmmaker standpoint i have a hard time uh, re- reconciling it while mm-hmm. watching it, mm-hmm. uh, but I just want you to like. I'm not. This isn't like the territory where I'm like I wasted my fucking time with this movie. <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah, it's not like that. <laughs> I probably won't watch this movie again. But oh, was, I, it was it was watchable. I will say that. Like I, I was able to watch it. It kept my attention. I think you're underestimating uh, the allure of uh, uh, you know t- teenage girls going through that. You know, being the new kid in school and uh, not having anybody like you, and 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 mm-hmm. wanting to fit in, and and imagining what it would be like if uh, if your your new group of friends uh, ended up dabbling in the the dark arts. You know, it's fun. No, definitely. I mean, and that's the thing. I did not know what to expect going into watching this at all, but seeing it, it definitely is Mean Girls with Magic. I yeah. mean, it's it's a '90s version. It's a '90s version of um of a teen girl thriller. That yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of like another like little scary movie or something that I can think of that that I grew up watching. Well, not I grew up watching, but I, I grew up and that came out at the time. It kind of know. felt uh, a little bit like Heathers to me. Like if, if Heathers mm-hmm. uh, were, had some supernatural elements to it. Yeah. And we're yeah. also uh, set in a Catholic uh, school. So they got to wear those uh, short skirts. Another yeah. sign this was written by a man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was unnecessary. The part, the, the, a lot of the, the school, because like you said, with them smoking cigarettes and all the other crazy stuff happening, like them being set in the Catholic school was kind of irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, it didn't. The only reason it was a Catholic school yep. was to make it even cool. more like taboo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they wanted to show yeah. some. Uh, there's that one shot of her walking into the school and she looks up and there's the giant cross. There's, yeah. There's a million shots of them walking. Like, if this movie has anything, it's like, it's, it seems like this movie stemmed from like some dude who imagined cool music playing while characters walked into an establishing hey, shot. Because there's like eight million of those in the course of this movie. And a great soundtrack, I would say. I remember really liking the soundtrack. We talked about the theme song. <laughs> Shut up. Why are you laughing? It's true. The theme song, really? the charm ripped off. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you were into that kind of mid 90s rock, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of recognizable tunes for me. I mean, uh-huh. dude, I liked Hanson, and I liked none of this. Like, <laughs> like, come on. I liked Hanson. That's not how the song goes. <laughs> you sound more like Bobby McFerrin doing the ocean spray music. <laughs> it sounded like the Cosby Show theme song. <laughs> That's a good tune right there. <laughs> I don't know. I thought there was enough stuff enjoyable about it. I I, I thought the the girls all had good chemistry. I like that they all kind of had their own little backstory. It was just a a cautionary tale of uh, you know getting involved with the occults and uh, maybe the consequences of those uh, actions. Okay, it made me feel like it. It made me feel like Twilight. Wow. <laughs> 
good comparison. I think this movie runs circles around Twilight. Twilight is vapid. You want to talk about a movie written by a a man, or at least seeming like it was that, like that. I I cannot get behind that. What are you talking about? Listen to a Twilight episode. Stephanie Meyer is the woman that wrote Twilight. I know, I know, but but all her female protagonist does is pine for boys. Like it's that's all our female protagonist does in this movie. Two of them. Two of them. Both. Yeah, but it's the same boy. That's different. And he was an asshole. That's like one point five. And the guy was an asshole. Like that's what's even worse. At least if it was a nice guy, they're both pining after it. Well, like, no. like, oh, okay, maybe. But this guy's a dick. Yes, when you're a teenage girl, you go for the bad boy before you learn those lessons, those life lessons. That's, that's what this was about. This movie's about yeah. life lessons. Tell us, tell us more about being a teenage girl, Joel. I will. <laughs> Joe, when I was a teenage girl, I remember <laughs> when I was a young girl. Wait a minute. Hey, hey, Raven, Raven, tell us more. Oh, yes. you Raven. <laughs> I remember where I was when I got my first period. Oh my God. Are you there, God? It's me, Joel. <laughs> oh my God. That's the line of the episode there right go. there. There you go. That's some good stuff. Uh, would you guys recommend this movie? I'm going to recommend it. Yes, for all of the above. Well, you well, you you have fun with that. It's just me. I, I will say I will not recommend this. <laughs> Joe, here's the thing. I I kind of would recommend this movie. There you go. Only only <laughs> as much as there there are some fun things going on. I just wish that they would be, they would see them through to their natural conclusions yes. and not the weird contrived version of what they put together. Yeah. Uh, I think that you've got some excellent performances, specifically from Firuza Balk in this movie. Yes. Oh, who, yeah. You said that, that this movie runs circles around Twilight. Firuza Balk is running circles around everyone, especially yes. lifeless ass Robin Tooney <laughs> as the lead role in this movie. Jenna. Emote- Zero percent. Jenna even mentioned film. she was like she doesn't move her lips when she talks. She's like a ventriloquist for half of her yeah, lines. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I even thought this was a good performance from Nev Campbell. Like yeah. I thought she was yeah. she was giving as even even though I felt like she should have been playing the lead role in this movie, she takes this, this role of Bonnie and really does some fun things with it. But yeah, so I guess I would probably. 60 40 recommend over non-recommend there you go the tiebreaker thank you joe yeah that's probably that's probably <laughs> yeah that's probably the best the best that i could do uh what did this movie do right anytime you can take a, a high school story you know teenagers growing up learning life lessons and add a, a layer of, of mysticism to it some supernatural elements uh mm-hmm. it always kind of heightens it it's a nice way to tell those kind of mundane stories that we're all that we've all lived through but uh mm-hmm. g- give an extra uh, edge to it uh and uh, especially in the 90s when everything was getting edgier uh i don't really remember there being a movie like this before so i think it was kind of groundbreaking it was there were trailers yeah but that wasn't about teenagers they were no, they were true. grown women this was like a specifically for teenage girls for teenage girls i mean there was sabrina the teenage witch he has a comedy with a stupid fucking talking cat. This is edgy, man. This is whoa, fucking whoa, grunge whoa. 90s. It's edgy, man. Come on. Frusabog would have murdered her. Yeah, man. Gets oh, the people man. going. Holy shit. Tess, <laughs> uh. what did the movie do right? Um, well, you touched on it a little bit. Uh, for by Rusa Bulk for me, yeah, she, de- she, she definitely was the highlight of this movie, and yeah. you can see why she played that. that cr- crazy kind of eccentric role in so many other like movies and things after this mm-hmm. american mm-hmm. history x yeah. Oh, yeah yeah and and it made me think of her the role the smaller role that she played in things to do in denver when you're dead you know d- definitely still a memorable performance that's right uh, 
but and she's, what, she's a great actress, man. Yeah, and what, also, you were saying something about her. Um, also, she would be perfect for. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Firuza Balk was the best thing going on in this movie, uh, and it made me sad because I realized while watching this film that we were robbed of an awesome opportunity to have Firuza Balk play Harley Quinn in a movie in the late nineties, early two thousands. Oh yeah. She around the time, like, cause Harley Quinn was created in 93 for Batman, the animated series. Oh. Uh, and yeah, yeah. So she would have been r- just prime for playing that character in a movie around that time. And yeah. it's just a shame because Firuza Balk had every, she has the energy. Yep. She has the look. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought that she would have she would have been fantastic. She Stella. does have that vibe, even with, like when they're getting off of the bus when they're skipping school, and the bus yep. driver is like, "You girls stay out of trouble." And she looks at him. She's like, "We are the trouble." Like that was a yeah. very kind of Harley Quinn like line. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what did this movie do wrong? I'll let you guys go first. Okay. Um, well, basically, the, all, all the plot holes and just it not a lack of it being a story, but just a complete story. So the understanding of why certain things were taking place and how they transitioned from this place to the next place and the importance behind what they were doing, because them needing them needing her as like the fourth piece. I guess that was to conjure more magic. But what was the real like thing they were going to try to do with it? Yeah. Who and knows? I really still don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. I think the, the motivations uh, for, for for the conflict there it's a little too manufactured. There were some interesting ways mm-hmm. you could have gone, maybe a little more subtle. It didn't have to involve uh, you know attempted murder at the end. There could have yeah. been a little more mm-hmm. uh, like you know we're comparing it to Mean Girls. Mean Girls they weren't trying to kill each other; they were just trying to get even. And then in the end, they kind of you have know, an understanding. Even though Regina George got hit by a bus, <laughs> well, <say> that. <laughs> except for that part. But uh, you know they all they all learn something. They all grow a little bit. And I don't think anybody exactly. grew at the end of this movie. Not even our protagonist. She's nope. actually no. worse than when she began. Much worse. Much worse. Exactly. She's using her powers now to keep other people in check. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm, that's not good. Nope. Uh, and that's what I thought the movie did wrong as well. I felt like where you had the opportunity to, I, you know, it's like you said earlier, Joel, a, a movie about girls growing up and their teen, you know, like how hard it is to make friends and this and that. How much more rewarding and like, I don't know, enriching it would be to have had a film like this where the girls are like supporting each other and backing each other up and kind of learn about not just the bonds of magic, but the bonds of friendship and sisterhood and like how that should come first. And like, you know, you, you, you had an opportunity to kind of, to tell something deeper than what you had. And instead you just went with Highlander with witches in high school. Like, (laughs) I don't know. It, 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 it missed the bullseye for me. If we were going to remake the craft today, how would we do that? Uh, I, I have, have four, uh, three cast. Yep, got six. As do I. Okay. Uh, so I'm pretty sure the low person on all of our totem poles would probably be the Christine Taylor Laura character. You got that. Yes, it is. Uh, for me, that would be, and you just, if you happen to see that movie, The New Mutants, that came out recently, uh, she plays the character of Ileana, also known as Magic. Uh, that would be Anya Taylor Joy. Oh, I love her. Nicely done. I went yeah. with uh, Elle Fanning. Ellie Fanning. Oh, okay. I went with Ashley Benson. Okay. From Breakers and also Pretty Little Liars. Uh, okay. Yes. The Chris character, the Skeet, Skeet Ulrich. Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich. Played by Timothy Chalamet. Oh, <laughs> nicely done. I like that. Uh, I've been talking a lot about Cobra Kai. I'm going to go with uh, Tanner Buchanan, 
who plays uh is it Robbie? Is that his character's name? The one that uh yeah. Danielson yeah. takes under his wing. Hey, okay. Yeah, that's great. Oh, I was talking about American Vandal recently with Joe, so I went with Jimmy Tetro as my Chris mm-hmm. character because he'd be a good old, he'd be a good douche character. And, and I still need to watch that. I still need to watch that. You do. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, moving on now to our four, the yep. the four witches. Uh, let's start off with Rochelle. Uh, mine played by Moana's Auli'i Kravahalo. Is that the Rachel True character? Yes. It's telling that I can't uh, remember her character's name, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I went with Zendaya. Oh, uh-huh. um, there you I, go. Yeah, Emmy winning Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went with Shea Mitchell for that role. Hmm. She, okay. Also from Pretty Little Liars. So as you can see, I kind of got a little bit of a theme here. There you kinda, go. Kind of got a theme going on. Uh, moving on to the Nev Campbell character, Bonnie. Uh, I know you guys have seen the movie It. I went with Sophia Lillis to be my my Bonnie. Oh, she's great. Very good. Mm-hmm. I went with uh, Haley Steinville. Oh, I went with Troyan Belisario is how she says her name. <laughs> I went with Troy Aikman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like Troy would be great in the body. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. So the Nancy role, the Firuza Balk character. uh, I went with uh, another witch, the new Sabrina, the teenage witch, Kiernan Shipka in that role. Okay. I like her. Also from Admin, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I went with um, Lucy Hale. For that character. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. This is the Robin Tooney character? No, yes. this is the Firuza Balk character. Oh, Firuza Balk. I went with uh, Cara Delevingne. Cara oh, Delevingne, yeah. yeah. She played the Enchantress in Suicide Squad. That's right. She's got those uh, dark eyebrows, man. She can. Uh, she could be enchanting, but also dangerous. Yes, yeah, she can. All right, and so now the Robin Tooney character, there Sarah. I uh, went with Millie Bobby Brown. Mm, I went with Catherine Langford. Oh, I went with Sasha Petirce. Yep. Okay. All right. Who's that? <laughs> She's Allison, who is the main character in, in Pretty Little Liars. Okay. She's also barely in X Men First Class as Teenage Girl. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> who would forget the character Teenage Girl? It's my favorite superhero. Uh, mine, obviously, uh, directed by the Duffer Brothers, since I have Millie Bobby Brown in there. Uh, I thought the the Duffer Brothers would do some fun with a, a witch dramedy. Oh, that's great! Uh, and there we go. Who would who would direct yours? I did uh, M Night Shyamalan. I went with Olivia Wilde. Ooh, cool. there you go. So, if you guys have any thoughts about the craft, thoughts about how we recast things, if there's stuff about the movie that we haven't touched on, uh, or if you think we're just dead wrong about something, let us know. Go to Facebook.com/slash Editing Bay uh, in that uh, in that search bar on Facebook. You can also type in the Editing Bay and click on that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, and that's going to take you to the same place. Let us know what you thought about the movie, and if you've got ideas for movies for us to watch in the future, you go ahead and put your suggestions there. Uh, we'll add it to the list. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It's not the Editing. Bay. It's not Edit Bay. It's EditingBay.com. Please go there and uh, bookmark it, if you will, because uh, anytime you need to find anything else about our little podcast, you're going to find it there. You're going to find all the links, uh, the aforementioned Facebook page, uh, as well as our growing roster of Twitter handles. Of course, there's the main Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us there. Uh, you can also follow us at uh, La Madeline Khan from our Clue episode. <laughs> we have that Twitter handle. Uh, and uh, new to the list is uh, last week we talked about um, Draco Mouthful. So you can now follow us at Draco Mouthful 
on Twitter. Oh, is that who that is? Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, if you want to play along there. Uh, what else do we have on the website? We have links to our archive section. You want to hear some of our older episodes there. Uh, you can also subscribe on Spotify. We're there. We're on Apple Podcasts, obviously. Uh, and we also have a Patreon page. If you feel like uh, our little podcast is worth something, monetarily, you can contribute there. But all that and more on EditingBay.com. Guys, leave us a rating and a review on your podcasting app. Uh, Five-star rating would be fantastic. And then leave a review. Let us know what you think about the show. Uh, even if you think that there are things that we can improve on, you know, that we're, we're cool with criticism, just make it five-star criticism, uh, and we're all good. Because if you leave less than five stars, you know what you are? Mm. You're a traitor, and you should be hunted down and killed immediately. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. They got dark fast. I'm I sorry. Uh, all right. So what are we going to do next week? You tell us, Joe. It's your pick. It's my pick. Mm, Well, I'm really excited because I had like two or three other options that I was going to go with. Tess already knows what I'm going with because I decided at work. I was like, oh, no, we're going to do this one instead. So back in 2018, there was a movie that came out starring Chance the Rapper, Paul Shear, Zazie Beetz, and Joe Keery. And uh, it's about a, a, a spooky small town where a slew of pizza delivery boys are slain on the job and two daring survivors set out to catch the culprits behind the cryptic crime spree. I'm talking about Slice. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. You guys, we're going to check. Yeah, we're going to check out a movie called Slice. Uh, and, and it looks outstanding. I haven't seen it. I don't know anything about this movie. I just happen to be like Google searching Halloween films and monster movies. And this came up and I was like, what? And we watched the trailer at work and it just, it it looks like it's right up our alley. Nice. Uh, I like the sound of the cast. No, not nice. Slice. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, one more little plug there. Looking forward to that. Um, Playing a little game that uh, I saw somebody on Twitter play. Uh, there's there's a bingo card for a Halloween. The, it's the 31 Days of Horror bingo card that you can download. Again, if you're following us on Twitter, I've got a link to it right there. Basically, there's like, you, you've played bingo before, and so there's all sorts of categories. Um, the Halloween movies that you're watching, and if they happen to fall into a particular categories. This one, by the way, is going to fill our, our uh, definition card. Which is uh, somebody defenestration? Defenestration is how you pronounce that word. Thank you. I had to Google that one. Which is uh, somebody being thrown out of a window. So that happens in this card. So the craft is going to get my defenestration bingo uh, tile for this week. So check that out. Thirty-one days of horror bingo, and uh, yeah, the end. All right, cool. Sounds good. Thanks, Joel. (laughs) And and you know what? We'll see. We'll see what slice can mark off of your list next Mm -hmm. week. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much, sir. Mm-hmm. Tess, great job. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. All right, guys, we'll see you next week for Slice. <laughs> yeah. Bye. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.